Welcome back to Beyond Strength and Endurance Podcast. I'm the head coach of BSC, Kyle Holman. Get into another coaching episode here. And today we are talking about throwing the book at people. <laughs> you might have heard this term elsewhere, but um, it's a very common thing that can happen. And, and so many times it happens out of, I mean, you're, you're definitely trying to help uh, the situation, but sometimes it can kind of clutter it and make it worse. Um, great example, actually, last night I was at the batting cage uh, with my daughters and uh, one of my daughters plays softball. And so I was there, you know, pitching to her, letting her pitch, stuff like that, you know, having some fun and uh, letting her get some work in. And uh, there's a batting cage next to us and this dad is with the son. And uh, once again, this is not, uh, you know, me bashing him or anything. It's just, um, you know, a common thing that can happen when you're, when you're truly trying to help. Um, but he's pitching to his son, uh, in the cage. And I mean, after every single swing, it was everything you could think, your eyes are on the ball, you're, you're dropping your bat, you're doing this, you're doing that. I mean, after every single swing, I mean, it, in a 20 minute span, I don't even know if they got through 10 swings. Um, because there were so many things that were said and you, and you could see the frustration on this kid's face and, um, whatnot. And, and once again, like I said, that's not, he's definitely trying to help. Um, but this happens so many times, uh, in different capacities. One, um, I see it a lot, uh, in newer coaches once they have really learned, um, a ton. So, um, you know, a brand new coach might know, not, not, not might not know enough things to kind of throw the book at people. But once you, really get a good knowledge base and get some more experience. You know, you have a lot of things that you can see um, in different lifts that need to be corrected. And um, so that can sometimes lend itself to, you know, you watch somebody do a snatch and it's like, hey, I mean, your hips came up, you had an early pull, you didn't get to the launch point, you swung the bar out in front, uh, you had a soft overhead position. Once you start throwing multiple things at that, uh, especially, I mean, look, this person is here because they're um, you know, they haven't done this lift very much, very much, and they're relying on you as a coach to help them. And that totally understand. But the more things you tell them, they don't even know where to begin. Now you just kind of get like a deer in headlights look uh, because they don't even know uh, where to start. Um, in each lift, um, and I'm going to do a series on this, but you need to kind of triage the situation and see like what is the the biggest thing that we need to correct. Um, and in that example I used just with snatch, you know, to me, those hips coming up, that's a lot of times can cause all the other things to happen because the barbell is already out in front. So that causes them to pull early. That causes them not to get to launch position. It causes them to swing the bar out front and things like that. So that's what I would focus on. Even though, yes, you could look and see there are five or six things that need corrected. You, you can't correct all those things at the same time. So if we can just focus on getting those hips in a better position coming up, same thing in that uh, batting cage example I used. Like, what's the number one thing, even if you haven't played baseball or softball, that you must do in order to hit the ball? You got to see it. So to me, with that kid, I just would have focused on whether it's a different drill or, or the only cue given. I'm like, hey, keep those eyes on the ball. Like, literally try to see the ball hit the bat. That's the most important thing. Um, so that's what I mean by throwing the book at people. And so, like I said, it can happen, you know, when you start acquiring some knowledge and experience, you have so much that you can offer somebody and you're excited about it, you know, and you're really trying to help them um, because you have more knowledge and experience now to help them, but you've got to keep it simple. Um, I mean, think about it, you know, anytime you've learned a new skill, um, if, if somebody told you, okay, well, we're doing this, 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 and this wrong, you, you don't even know where to get, begin. You got to keep it simple, pick out the biggest thing that you can work on and guess what? For that entire session, that might be the only thing that you're trying to correct that day. 
But if you really hone in on that one thing, then you might get a solid adjustment and be able to get um, you know, a light bulb go off and a good correction. That's a win for that day. Um, and, and sometimes in a session, you might give them a simple cue of keeping their hips down or a simple drill, and then they're doing it. Great, then move on to the next thing now. Um, and that's where kind of the art of coaching comes in, like I've talked about in other episodes, is knowing you know, when to uh, move to different corrections or when to really you know, stay on one. And hey, if, we, if all we do is fix this one thing today, that's still a successful day. Uh, the other time it can happen is I know uh, sometimes as a coach, you, you know, people are coming to you for coaching, for your expertise. And so um, I see it sometimes that like when you first start working with people or you first get a private client, it's like you sometimes feel the need to want to like impress them with all your knowledge or, or show them the value of what they paid for. So you're telling them all these things. But people pay for results, uh, not to hear you talk at them or say all the things they're doing wrong, right? So once again, even that same example, even if a client is paying a ton of money and the only thing we focus on is that one thing in that, that session and we do a good job of making good headway on fixing it or fixing it all together, that's what they pay for. That's a successful thing. You did something well that day. So um, anytime you're, you're dealing with anybody in incapacity, whether it's in a class or anything like that, um, seeing that movement and being able to triage, like what is the number one thing that I can do to help this person and keep it simple? And hey, sometimes it might be as simple as when they're doing a barbell lift, like we need to take weight off the bar. Clearly the weight is just far too heavy for them to do this correctly. So if you can peel that weight off the bar, now let's start working on some things. But that was a way to help them that day as opposed to just standing there and let them continually, I mean, for lack of a better term, have shitty form with a heavier weight. Um, So think about each of those lifts, each of the movements that you coach. And when you watch somebody do a lift, even though you might see a whole host of things that are wrong, what is the biggest thing that we need to work on fixing in that moment? Focus on that, whether we need to slow it down, segment it, or go to a different um, cue or drill to help them fix that. But keeping it simple, focusing on very small points at a time will uh, pay much more dividends, will really help them correct things much faster as opposed to saying, okay, here's the 17 things you did wrong. Here's the 17 ways that you fix those things. And inevitably, most of the time in my experience, they're not going to fix anything because it's overwhelming. There's too many things that they're trying to focus on. So uh, keep it simple with your clients. Uh, anybody you have the privilege of coaching, you know, hone in on that one thing. If you get a good correction within that session, then you can move on to the next thing. But if not, you know, what can we do to, to constantly give more cues or to help this person fix one thing at a time?